With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio is straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. With RJ Bell out, here's Bernie Fratto. Ladies and gentlemen, Girls and boys, aunts and uncles, moms and dads, brothers and sisters, and yes, grandma. Please put your seat backs upright and your tray tables forward as we are ready for takeoff. We are 14 days away from Selection Sunday. College basketball is hot and furious. Oh yeah, Bryce Harper's a Philly. And in case you were wondering, the Phillies were 16-1 to a couple of weeks ago. They signed Bryce. They're 11-1. to Bookmakers think the Phillies could be 8-1 to by opening day to win it all. That's a story for another time. Hey, we've got more names in the news, like LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, well, James Harden. We're even going to get to Kyler Murray. we got opinions, thoughts, a gaggle of information the whole family can enjoy. You know, there is nothing better than the world of sports. It's the greatest reality show ever created, and you can script everything except the final outcomes. You've come to the right place. Don't go anywhere. We've got a roller coaster ride. We'll go up to midnight in the Jonas Knox show. And on that note, welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas. R.J. Bell is on reconnaissance. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So visit geico.com for a free rate quote. This is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. As you know, Straight Out of Vegas airs Monday through Friday right here on Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Channel 83, 
3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern, with R.J. Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, and Jonas Knox. Regardless of the season, know this, as R.J. Bell says every day, we promise to deliver the Vegas truth to you on Saturday nights also. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. By the way, at the bottom of the hour tonight, I'm also going to have a commentary on Kyler Murray. Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury, you've got a chance to invent the future. Don't blow it. But we've got college basketball, Sleepy, and we head to Duke. And, you know, it's not what happens to you in life, Sleepy. It's how you react. Adversity has a way of, well, it has a way of working in your favor. Max effort out of Duke today, which we expected. They had what I call a get-right win. Yes, the Blue Devils did survive Syracuse last Saturday, despite missing Zion Williamson. But they weren't able to repeat the feat on Tuesday. Without Zion, they fell prey to the Vatek Hokies at home again. They seem to have their number. The Hokies have the Blue Devils number. At, at home, they beat them 77-72 in spite of a great day by R.J. Barrett. Two games left on Duke's schedule. They're home against Wake Forest. They're at North Carolina. They're 17-12 against the spread this season. And now they are 3-1 and one, uh, against the spread after a loss. Bottom line, Sleepy Duke gets the cash today. They win 87-57. They were laying, I think the line opened at 17, but as you mentioned. Yeah, it crashed. Came in, a lot of Duke money, or excuse me, a lot of Miami Hurricane money came in. And I guess I understand why, because it wasn't that long ago, the Hurricanes were catching, Jim Laranega's team was, they were catching like 18 at North Carolina and almost won outright. Not so much today. Duke wins 87-57. Yeah, that game was over by halftime. Duke up 28 going into the break. Bernie, what I thought was really important about this game was the fact that Duke's four out of their five starters all scored in double figures. Now, Zion, obviously, hopefully he comes back. But if he does He will. Or, right. If he does come back for the big dance, I think that this is actually a positive for Duke because Zion has actually been a player who has found himself in some type of foul trouble. And if they get into the big dance and he's off the floor for an extended period of time, at least the four out of the five starters you know, could feel pretty comfortable if he is off the floor. So I felt that that was a pretty big positive for Duke today. As we stand, Duke's still the favorite to win it all. Mm -hmm. They're 2-1, to one, or as you mentioned, at some places they were only plus 180. 180. Give yep. Duke credit. They shot 57% from the floor today. R.J. Barrett, again, as I said, a double-double, 19-10. Uh, Jack White breaks his terrible three-point slump. I think he'd missed 28 in a row. He was 3-of-3 three three mm. from three-point land today for Duke. Duke's still the favorite to win. By the way, on the season, R.J. Barrett, what a player. He's picked up, really, the slack for Zion. 24 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. That's what he's averaging. And who was in attendance today? R.J. Barrett, his godfather. I bet you didn't know his godfather was Steve Nash. I did not. Well, see, that's what we do is drop knowledge on the show. I will say this, though, Sleepy, before we move on, I hope Zion comes back. I think he will come back. I think he needs to prove to himself that he can be healthy heading into what should be a very rewarding NBA career. And look, I'm going to stick to what I said. Without Zion, I don't think Duke gets past the Elite Eight. He mirrors or he masks the fact that Duke was not a good three-point shooting team. He is their rim protector. He is their low post presence. He is their low post scorer. He gets the ball out and transition. But Duke proving still very formidable without Zion Williamson. I can't wait till next Saturday when uh, Duke closes out regular season conference play against North Carolina. I'm, I get the feeling Zion won't be there for that game either, but I think he'll be there for the conference tournament. I believe so. All right, let's head to Assembly Hall, or they guess, I guess they call it Simon Scott 
Assembly Hall in Bloomington, break up the Indiana Hoosiers. What the hell? I, you know what? Archie Miller's really done a fine job this year. And I know he's only 6-12 and 12 in conference. But they've beaten MSU twice. They've beaten Louisville. They've, I think they beat Marquette. They beat Wisconsin. That's quite a resume. And they've got two conference games left at Illinois. That's going to be tough. Home against Rutgers. Now, Michigan State's got two home games remaining against Nebraska and then next Saturday against number 9 Michigan. Listen, let's not bury the lead. We, You all know by now the folks that listen to the show are smart. Indiana wins outright 63-62. They get the money. Duke was, excuse me, Duke. Michigan State was laying 6.5. Indiana wins outright. Um, I think they're going to need to win their final two to – to get committee consideration, the committee doesn't look at conference records. So Indiana has a chance to make a name for themselves. But I want to focus very quickly on Michigan State. They've got some issues. Clearly sleepy. They're battle-weary with all their injuries. Fundamentally, they look very sloppy today, very unusual for a, a Michigan State team. And I will say this about Michigan State. This was a real anomaly today. Michigan State shot 54% from the field and managed to lose. They held Indiana to 34, 38% field goal percentage. But here's the key. Archie Miller gave it up to him and the Hoosiers. They got the timely stops down the stretch when it mattered most to steal the victory. You know, the two big stories for me coming into that game there, the fact that Michigan State was coming off that big win, but they played terrible in this game, Bernie. Only got to the free throw line five times. Correct. Cannot do that. And another thing for Indiana that was a real positive for them, especially coming down the stretch, offensive glass, Bernie. They were plus 10 in offensive rebounds. It gave them 10 extra possessions. So it wasn't really a shock to me that Michigan State ended up looking like they did okay in the stat box. But those two stat areas there, that's why they ended up losing that game. Strong effort by Indiana. They fell behind by 10 early, but they rebounded. Now if you look at the Big Ten standing, Sleepy Jay, it's topsy-turvy. Purdue now stands atop of the Big Ten. They sport a record of 15-3. and Meanwhile, Michigan State and Michigan are both 14-4. and Stay tuned. You get the feeling over the next week there'll be more musical chairs, as it were. Kentucky and Tennessee. Now, I'm a fan of both of these teams, and I've really become a fan of the SEC. I got this to say about Kentucky. Sleepy. Being from Motown, work with me. Mm-hmm. Mama said there'd be day like days like this. I can't, even, I can't even deliver my own laugh line. How bad was that? <laughs> Cue it again, guys. Three, two, one. Mama said there'd be days like this. 17 turnovers, a 32% field goal percentage, the lowest point output by Kentucky in six years, just when you thought the Wildcats were peaking. I mean, they had a big 86-69 home win over the Volunteers, the team they lost to today on February 16th. They just beat Arkansas Wednesday night, 70-66. to And Tennessee, going into today's game, Sleepy, all of a sudden started to look a little wobbly, frankly. Because after losing to Kentucky, yes, they won 58-46 at home over Vanderbilt, but then they got beat last week, a game we talked about by LSU and Baton Rouge, 82-80. to And then Wednesday night, you know, give Tennessee credit. They barely escaped at Ole Miss, 73-71 now. Tennessee, though, does have Grant Williams, who I believe will be the SEC Player of the Year. 24.7 rebounds today. Give it up to the Vols at home. They're the real article, the genuine article. They're 19-0 straight up, even though they're only 8-8-1 against the spread, or 8-9-1 against the spread. Why? They're expensive. People are realizing now that Tennessee is very good. 
However, they got the money today. They were laying three against the pesky Kentucky Wildcats. They win 71-52. It was a big revenge game. Now, now, don't look now, but Tennessee tied with LSU for first place in the SEC. They're both 14-2. and two. Well, I've been on the wrong side of this series. Obviously, I had Tennessee last time they played no dice. Kentucky today, no dice. They're consistent. Kentu- yeah, Kentucky minus 12 in turnovers. That really hurts. Yes. Me. Bernie, i got to ask you this. There's 17 though. of them. If Kentucky, uh, obviously they lost the game, but do you think that they get the one seed because they lost and now North Carolina won today. Who do you have at the one right now between Carolina and Kentucky? We talked about that pre-show. Right now I still have Kentucky, and Joe Lenardi weighed in on that. So right now I'm going to say as we talk at 11, 11 p.m. Pacific Coast time on March 2nd, I'll say Kentucky is still the number one seed. They're 6-1 to one still overall to win it. Mm-hmm. Tennessee only 15-1. to one. One of the things today, give Tennessee credit. Kentucky's big man who we've been raving about, P.J. Washington, you know, the guy with the 7'3 wingspan, he had two more field goals than you did today, Hmm. uh, Sleepy, and you didn't even have to get off your couch. Nice. Onward and upward. Kansas, a team that's been weird, still 28-1 to to win it all. And, yes, they beat Kansas State, their rival, the other night, Monday night. So they're getting some confidence back maybe after watching them just get poleaxed last week 91-62 to Texas Tech break up the Raiders are incredible they get it done today thanks to a freshman by the name of Quentin Grimes this young man he drills a three to tie the game at 67 asked for the ball got the ball Grimes also made a key free throw down the stretch and got a crucial stop at the end of the game give that man some cookies out of petty cash he did a great job Kansas now won five of six They had an 8-0 run to close out the game. And defensively, give the Jayhawks credit, they held the Cowboys 2-9 from the floor the last five minutes of the game. Kansas laying 6.5, but they only went 72-67. So if you had Oklahoma State in the points, you got yourself a cash. Yes, you did. But Grimes has been playing well the last two games. Yes. Speaking of two, that's how many free throws Oklahoma State made today at home. When's the last time you've seen a team at home only make two free throws? They only had like five attempts. But Kansas, plus 18 at the free throw line, Bernie. That was the story. That's why the Jayhawks ended up winning. And Grimes, obviously, was a big help. Spot on, Sleepy. He's Sleepy Jay, by the way. LSU, this shocks me that they are still 35-1 to to win it all. Aaron Torres asked me about LSU last week. Uh, when I was on Arnie's show, and I think LSU's a potential final, uh, final Four team, and I really, really mean that, okay? Uh, they got Tremont Waters back today. He returned, only logged 24 minutes, but seemed to really energize his teammates. As LSU now sparkling 8-0 in SEC road games. They win today 74-69 at Alabama. LSU was laying three, so you get the cash. LSU had a pretty good you know, week without Tremont Waters earlier in the week, they beat Texas A&M. So they managed to survive without him. Bama with, you know, their home crowd, uh, they're actually very competitive. They're 17-11 and 11 overall. They're 8-7 and seven in a very good conference, and they're a tough out. So you don't just stroll in to Tuscaloosa. And we're not talking football here. We're talking basketball. But you don't just stroll into Tuscaloosa and win. They're coached well. They've got excellent athletes, and they're going to fight you all the way. Uh, this was a game that was really a back-and-forth affair, LSU and Bama. It was tied very late. In fact, uh, Sleepy, LSU trailed by six late in the second half but closed on a 
run. LSU just has too many weapons. Nas Reed, another double-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds. Javante Smart, a kid we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, who had a great week last, uh, great game last week, 19 points. Skylar Mays chips in 20 points. He had three guys in double digits, and like I said, Tremont Waters returns only 24 minutes, but he seemed to really energize his teammates. LSU now 24-5 and overall, 14-2 and in conference, tied for first place. They've got a ton of firepower. What do I think about LSU? A lot. I think when the tournament rolls around, and again, we're going to have a lot of fun handicapping some of these teams. LSU is very much on my short list for a team to go 35 to one deep, deep in the tournament. That boy, there's some great hedge opportunities there. I don't want to remind you folks that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Become a new card member, and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of the first year. Learn more at discover.com/slash/match. Limitations apply. We've got to talk about this LeBron cat. I got some thoughts on him and what exactly is happening with this Lakers team. I don't think this is what they signed up for. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frano coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. How about those Lakers? They're in the news. They're in all the papers. The story continues in the wrong direction. 
In our first cut of the evening, the guys, well, they liken betting futures odds on the Lakers to that of investing in a stock. And the analogy is sound because when earnings reports are good, a stock performs. But it can be subject to ebbs and flows based on performance. And sometimes factors out of your control. Let's give it a listen. Where does Vegas stand on the current situation of the Lakers? We've seen an ebb and flow when it comes to the Lakers' playoff odds. And that's the question now. There's not a lot of debate. Is LeBron and the Lakers going to win the title? The question is, are they going to make the playoffs? Fez, it's laid out from the All-Star break till now. But boy, oh boy, have there been swings. Yes, yeah, so going into the break, the Lakers were a small underdog to make the playoffs. The no was minus 140, RJ. All right, so if you said no, they're not going to make it. You got to lay a little bit extra. If you said yes, you're getting some uh, plus money. Kind of like when I bet you guys, I usually find a way to get plus money. <laughs> the big wins. Yeah. So the RJ position in this case, getting the plus money was yes, the Lakers would. The favorite was no. And this is entering the All Star break. Correct. So the Lakers, with the help of Scott Foster, I would argue, beat the Houston Rockets. And all of a sudden, oh, Lakers looked good. They impressed. The Lakers became a favorite to make the playoffs. They were minus 130, small favorite to make the playoffs based on one game. All right, so you're very good at this. I mean, if it was a normal person, I'd break out the adding machine. But you don't need this. In general, broadly, at the original number we were talking about, when they were a the Lakers were a underdog to make the playoffs, a favorite not to. What was the percentage on the Lakers when it was like minus one four, you know, vigorous percentage? Yeah, so the Lakers were like forty four percent to make the playoffs. Okay. So let's think of it like that. Before the or during the all star break, forty four percent chance the Lakers make the playoffs. Now the second number was after the one big win. What was the chance of the Lakers making the playoffs then? 55%. Think about that. There's 82 games in a season. The regular season. One win or loss, one binary, A or B, heads or tails, takes you from 44% chance to make the playoffs to 55 for the Lakers? Does that make any analytical, logical sense? Now, per the Westgate here in Las Vegas, the Lakers are now minus 400 to not make the playoffs. That means if you don't think the Lakers will make the playoffs and you want to bet on it, you need to put up $4 for every dollar you would make. Oh, how fortunes have changed. Let's take a quick walk down memory lane. On Christmas Day, the Lakers were impressive. They were handling the World Beater Warriors. But then the LeBron groin day-to-day injury happened, and it morphed into 18 missed games and well, some load management issues. Oh, those load management issues. Now, frankly, Lakers stock is in the doldrums. They're a mess. LeBron wanted Luke Walton fired. He didn't get his way. The Anthony Davis trade talks played out like a Saturday Night Live skit. And wait a minute. I thought back in October the Lakers were preaching patience. They might preach it, but they're not practicing it. The stark reality of potentially missing the playoffs is not sitting well. Now, this is serious business, and I'll tell you why. The Lakers are about errors. The Chamberlain-Baylor era, the Jabbar Magic era, the Shaq-Kobe era, and ultimately the Kobe Bryant era. Each era carried with it a banner or multiple banners. So for LeBron, there are more doubters than believers, and the rest of the league seems to be smiling in a palpable sense of glee. 
LeBron wants to be the king. It's good to be the king, according to Mel Brooks, but heavy is the head who wears the crown. In the meantime, betting on the Lakers is like a stock who gets bad news daily. The message is clear. You might want to look for other stocks to invest your hard-earned money. Speaking of other stocks, how about James Harden and his quest to win the MVP award? In this cut, Fezzik and RJ ruminate about sizzle over steak, hype over reality, and substance versus perception. So if you're of the inclination that you'd like to bet futures wagers on who might win an MVP award and cash a ticket while doing it, make sure your analysis is based in research, not personal desire. In other words... If you bet with your heart, you risk ending up with heart disease. Let's have a listen. Now, not much has happened in the last month or so that you would say, boy, that James Harden's a lot better than I thought, or he's a lot worse. But the sentiment has changed. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Stat mining fatigue is the term that I would put on it. At first, we were all super excited. James Harden, 30 points a game. This is amazing. And then after we started watching him and he keeps shooting so much, by January 24th, he peaked in terms of public sentiment. He was a 5-1 to one favorite. You had to risk $500, RJ, to win 100 on Harden to win the MVP. And then the stock started to crash. So think about that. So minus 500. I mean, there's never been a title team. I'm just going back through my mind. Entering any playoffs that I can think of. So NHL playoffs, baseball playoffs, you've got a narrow group of teams. Have you ever seen a minus 500 favor entering a playoff in a major sport? University of Connecticut women's basketball. That's the only one. Kudos, Fez. Steve, Fezzik. Uh, All right. In the major sports, though. Never. No, no gender bias. So you're saying Harden was a bigger favor. What was the exact date? January 24th. Not that long ago to win the MVP than any team has ever been in mod the modern era to win a title entering their playoffs. Correct. And that's called 1980, the mod modern era. And now what's Harden's odds? Now he's a two-to-one underdog. So before, on January 24th, you had to risk 500. If you risk 500, you get 100 back. If you risk that same 500 now, you get 1,000 back, 10 times more money. This shows you guys in the NBA playoffs – you're picking about an objective factor. Your assessment of it is subjective, but you're picking, predicting, handicapping an objective result. Here, you're predicting sentiment. And what we know for sure is humans have their ups and downs a lot more than objective facts do. So what's the takeaway lesson? Simple. If you're betting something that involves sentiment, Look to bet the swings. In my opinion, Harden has been the best player in the NBA this season. He's also the most valuable to his team. He's averaging 36 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Not bad. 2 steals, 2. Points per game, Harden leaves the league. Free throws, Harden. Assists, well, he's ninth. Doing well. But with Harden, Houston's beaten Golden State 6 of the last 10. He's their only hope. He's their most valuable player, the most valuable player in the league this is a discussion we're going to follow in future shows. By the way, I covered the Detroit Lions, did the pre- and post-game show uh, for the flagship station for 10 years. I covered the NFL for 25 years. And I'm going to tell you why Arizona had better, had better draft Kyler number one. Or why in the hell did they bother hiring Cliff Kingsbury? But first, let's go to Ralph Irvin with the latest. 
Thank you very much. And we start, of course, with the NBA. A whole slew of games going on on Saturday, including Golden State going to Philadelphia and winning without Klay Thompson, 120-117. Kevin Durant with 34 points. Steph Curry, 28. The Warriors snap a two-game losing streak. San Antonio starts off playing without Pau Gasol after buying out his contract on Friday. They beat Oklahoma City 116-102. LaMarcus Aldridge, 27 points, 10 rebounds. They jump just ahead of the Clippers in the Western Conference. They sit in that number seven seed. New Orleans, 120-112 surprise. Denver, Drew Holiday with 29 points. Julius Randle, 28. Denver's second straight loss. They trail the Warriors by a game and a half in the West. Milwaukee, first place in the East, but they lose at Utah, 115-111. Donovan Mitchell, 46 points for the Jazz. It's their fourth straight win. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the top 25 scoreboard, number one, Gonzaga, easy over St. Mary's, 69-55. Wins for number two, Virginia, and number three, Duke. Number four, Kentucky, upset by number seven, Tennessee, 71-52. Indiana takes out number six, Michigan State, 63-62. And UCF with the spoiler of number eight, Houston's weekend, 69-64. The Golden Knights are victorious. Now let's send it back to Vegas with Bernie Frado. Hey, Ralph, uh, Kyler Murray, yes or no, would you draft him if you had the number one? No, because I've got Josh Rosen. Oh man, are you a UCLA graduate, my man? I am, but I don't. I was not his particular Josh Rosen fan of how he played at UCLA, but he's a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. All right, Ralph, I respect your opinion a lot. That's why I asked the question. Eric Roberts, welcome to Straight Out of Vegas. Hey guys, Kyler Murray, yes or no? Um, I mean, if if Kingsbury wants him, I'm 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 one of the guys that's if he has enough in his mind to to wear, warrant it. I mean, he's the one that that's at, has the control of the ship at this point. So, yeah, that's right. I mean, well, and then well, I mean, you it's not like he's so. it's not like he's gonna get nothing for Josh Rosen if he goes that route. Oh he's no, they're gonna no. ship him away. They're gonna get some more assets, some more picks, maybe. They might um, get a first rounder actually. So, I mean, if first if he pick. sees, I mean, the way the NFL is now, I mean, I've, I was never one to buy into this whole size problem. No. Um, and then th- these coaches nowadays fit their whole team and their whole offensive structure to like just. Look for, uh, you know, you know, successes rather than to build a team around other spots. You know, so he'll he'll build something that'll work for whoever's you know under center. All right, Kyler Murray, folks, wake the kids, alert the neighbors, Grandpa, put on pants. It's time for another rousing edition of Inside the Frado House. You see, one of the toughest things to do in life is predict the future, but former Hall of Fame NFL coach Bill Walsh could, in fact. It could be argued that Walsh invented the future. Just look at what he did with the 49ers, a moribund franchise before he took over. Now, what might Bill Walsh do today if he had a number one pick and a chance to get Kyler Murray? Now, we're never going to know. But I think I know what Cliff Kingsbury should do. He's the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals with the number one pick in his hip pocket. He has a chance to do what Bill Walsh did almost 40 years ago to the day. See, the NFL is evolving. Offenses are being reconfigured with different schemes, concepts, and personnel groups. The Arizona Cardinals, will they find themselves at a juncture in history in which it would be a shame if they didn't step out and face. So here's my memo to Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Trade Josh Rosen. He needs to go to a system that can complement his skill set. That won't be Kingsbury's. Frankly, we were told that Rosen was supposed to be the most NFL-ready quarterback 
heading into last year's draft. And that was a big miss. You know it was. And Rosen didn't progress as the season went on. So Kyler Murray finally measured in at the NFL Combine Thursday. He measured 5'10 and an eighth and 204 pounds. Okay, can we move along now? Nothing to see here. You, you want tall? Then get Paxton Lynch or Brock Osweiler. Or hey, hey, remember a guy by the name of Dan McGuire? He was 6'8". How'd that work out? See, in short, no pun intended, Kyler Murray can play. He's a winner. He rises to the occasion when the pressure is on. He can throw. He's accurate. He can run. He's dynamic. Moreover, he can play the position at the NFL level, and I'm betting his skill set transfers to the National Football League. Can he operate from the pocket? Yes. What if I told you last season at Oklahoma, 91% of Kyler Murray's passes were delivered from the pocket? By the way, in the NFL, the two quarterbacks who threw the lowest percentage of passes from the pocket – Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Now, here's another one for you. How many passes did Kyler Murray have batted down from the line of scrimmage last season? What if I told you the number was only five? He tied with three other quarterbacks for the second fewest number of batted down passes, by the way. Oh, and in case you're scoring at home, the other three quarterbacks, they were all six foot three or taller. And Kyler Murray put up the same or better numbers than Baker Mayfield did in the same system. In the end, why the hell did Arizona hire Cliff Kingsbury? Zero NFL experience, never been a coordinator in the NFL. He's under 500 as a head coach at Texas Tech, and by the way, he was USC's offensive coordinator for about seven minutes. Kingsbury was hired because Arizona general manager Steve Keim quite possibly has recognized the future. Kingsbury certainly seems to have a good eye for spotting talent. He recruited Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes when few of their programs thought they were good enough. So... In effect, perhaps Kingsbury, he understands his chance to grasp the future and Kyler Murray, or like Bill Walsh, maybe invent the future. Why else would Kingsbury say before a game versus Oklahoma a couple years ago, quote, when asked about Kyler Murray, I'd draft him number one if I could. Well, here's your chance. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, they're a match. Don't fumble this juncture in history. Fortune favors the bold. Josh Rosen is not a match. The Cardinals have already made one bold move by hiring Cliff Kingsbury and firing a hardworking coach after one season. Here's a chance to complete the deal and make a second bold move. If not, why in the world did Arizona hire Cliff Kingsbury in the first place? Stay tuned. Back to the NBA, the Celtics. Another hot dumpster fire mess. In this cut, Fezzik gives multiple reasons for Boston fans to be very nervous about their team's chances to get to the NBA Finals. Now that LeBron is no longer in the East, see, Fezzik outlines the teams that pose the greatest competition to get out of the East. But even though the Celtics seemingly have as good a chance as anybody, at least as far as the future's odds in Vegas are concerned, are they in the process of fumbling their greatest opportunity in a decade? Let's give it a listen. You don't want to overreact to any one game, but it's important that you do react to it. And I got to tell you, there's some concerns. There's some concerns about the chemistry with Boston. We saw that in the postgame interviews. Marcus Smart saying everyone is not on the same page. And frankly, if we go back to the All-Star break, we had a situation in the East where it was very unclear who should be favored to win the East. Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and Philly were all viewed to be roughly having equal chances Now, after three games in for Boston and three losses, that is no longer the case, and Milwaukee and Toronto have clearly surpassed Boston in terms of their chances to go ahead and win the East. Not much is going right for the Celtics at the moment. With each loss, there's less and less confidence, and 
who knows if they're going to be able to right the ship before the playoffs arrive. And heading into Friday's game versus the Wizards, which they won, the Celtics had dropped four straight and six of their last eight. And that stretch, they had embarrassing losses to the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bulls, and a road defeat to the Raptors where they didn't even show up in the final three quarters. Look, Boston has a talented roster. But they're all kind of holding out hope that they'll be able to flip the switch when the playoffs arrive, and that'll launch him on their deep run everyone was hoping for. And Kyrie Irving is telling us, oh, don't worry about it, man. I'm here. We're good. I've been here before. We know what happens. But there's one major difference between the 2017 team that Kyle, uh, almost said Kyler Murray. I, I meant Kyrie Irving. You know what I meant. Big difference between the team he's on now and that Cavalier team a couple years ago that won it. See, that the Celtics don't have LeBron James. And, and that's when LeBron James was LeBron James and Kyrie Irving could lean on him, right? And I haven't seen the Celtics show any kind of metal or ability to fight through adversity. They haven't shown us what they're made of. And I don't know how all of a sudden they're going to flip a switch and run through these teams when the bell rings and the playoff starts. Plus Toronto and Milwaukee and Philly, you know, they're really good basketball teams. We've got some excellent college basketball games to preview. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to remind you folks that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Become a new card member, and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Before we dive into our three preview games and best bets, I want to thank all my guys in L.A., Ralph Irvin, Eric Roberts, and Iowa Sam. Keep up the great work, guys. You're the glue that keeps us together. You turn all the dials and keep us on the air sounding good. And, of course, my man, Sleepy Jay, the 5-2 player right here with me in Las Vegas. Texted Coach Dave Rice, assistant coach of the Washington Huskies, congratulating them on winning the Pac-12 outright. But they're coming off a tough loss, Sleepy. At Cal the other day, they give Cal their first win in Pac-12 play. They visit Stanford tomorrow, Washington. Tip-off, 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. Washington laying two. Stanford, this might be a tough game, Sleepy. Stanford looks for its fifth straight win over Washington at Maples Pavilion. By the way, the last time the Huskies won there was in January of 2013. Meanwhile, Stanford has also won its last four games this year, averaging almost 90 points a game while giving up 67. Yeah, I like Washington minus the two, Bernie. As you talked about, Washington hasn't had much success there. Stanford, though, last game, Bernie, they shot 54% from downtown. 13 threes they made. They're going to go to the well too much in this game. Washington, very good three-point defense. I think that is the decider here. And the Washington defense has forced opponents into turnovers at a very impressive 24% of all possessions. That ranks the Huskies ninth mm-hmm. among all Division One teams. Juxtapose that against Stanford. Their offense turns the ball over 21% of the time. They rank 307th in that category. I'm kind of with you on the Huskies tomorrow. Michigan and Maryland, this will be a great game. Pay no mind in Nebraska. Michigan smoked the Cornhuskers by nearly 30 the other night, 83-52 to on Thursday. Wolverines, 12-1 and to win it all. They're laying one at Maryland. They beat Maryland, Michigan did, 65-52, back on February 16th at the Chrysler Arena. Meanwhile, Maryland lost Wednesday night to Penn State, 78-61. to 
Anthony Cowan, Mr. Reliable, their leading scorer for Penn State, he only had 15 points. By the way, when Maryland played at Michigan earlier this year, Cowan was very impressive. He led all scorers with 24 points. They're going to need a big game out of him tomorrow, Sleepy. At home so far this season, Maryland 15-3 and three straight up, 9-8-1 and one against the spread. They're 6-1 and one against the spread after a loss. This is a tough game. It's basically a pick 'em. Yeah, a lot of positives there that you mentioned there for Maryland. I'm not buying it, Bernie. I think the Maryland's probably one of the biggest fraud teams in the nation. Look at their non-conference schedule. It's a joke. They've underperformed against all the good teams in the Big Ten. They've really only beaten those mediocre teams. I really like Michigan. Now we do have a concern. Charlie Matthews, questionable tomorrow. If he's out, I'm still okay. I like Michigan tomorrow, minus the points. That's my best bet. Good stuff, Sleepy. On your best bet, no less. Let's get to Bernie Frado's best bet. We're going to go under the radar. You know, it's very simple to only focus on bracket teams, tournament teams, conference leaders, national TV games. I like to find those under-the-radar games. And tomorrow, Georgia Tech hosts Boston College. I believe Sleepy, the latest line is the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets laying one and a half. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And I'm going to tell you that Georgia Tech will be my best bet tomorrow. And you may say to you, Bernie, you may say to me, Bernie, have you been into Grandpa's cough syrup again? <laughs> Tech is a hideous, they were a hideous one and seven straight up in February. But there's a little revenge here. Georgia Tech lost 87 to 77 to Boston College in the opening round of last year's ACC tourney. That stuck in the craw. Meanwhile, Boston College, they had a huge win over Louisville Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. So they're probably still celebrating. Of course, how would I possibly know that? That's, that's a dumb thing to say. But they head to North Carolina in a couple days. So you have what the I call the proverbial sandwich game. It's a spot play. It's a chance for Georgia Tech in their final home game to really – make some noise, and feel good about themselves. And by the way, obviously this has been a very down season for Georgia Tech, but they still rank 14th in the nation in defensive field goal percentage efficiency, allowing teams, allowing opponents only 39% from the field. It's almost three percentage points better than Boston College. They're only ranked 81st in defensive field goal percentage. It's a one-shot deal. you got to hold your nose a little because Georgia Tech is not a good team. I think you're getting good value here. I like Georgia Tech minus one and a half over Boston College tomorrow. Sleepy in our remaining minutes, we kind of glossed over this because we talked about the Celtics and we talked about James Harden. Wouldn't you know it, the Celtics and the Rockets play each other tomorrow on a national TV NBA game. Do you have a thought on that game? Yeah, Rockets at Boston tomorrow on ABC. Right now on the pregame.com game center, Bernie, Boston Celtics minus two and a half point favorite against those Rockets and James Harden. Do you think the Celtics can go ahead and get the ship right here? I don't think so. Uh, I think the Celtics are in trouble. Uh, when you look at their body language on the floor, they play like a team that's completely disjointed. There's no chemistry. There's no on-court chemistry. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, there the rumors you hear are that Brad Stevens, who's a brilliant coach, brilliant tactician, brilliant game manager, is having trouble managing the egos. And for some reason, it's not meshing. And I don't, want, I don't know what's gotten into Uncle Drew. That would be Kyrie Irving. Yeah, He just seems like he's something is awry with him. He's not himself. And to just merely think they can flip a switch, 
I like this Houston team. I think Houston's the one team mm-hmm. that can get to the finals over Golden State. Am I predicting it? No, but it could happen. Sleepy 10 seconds. Any final thoughts? I'm just glad Capella, Paul, and Harden are all back because we're going to see what the Houston Rockets are actually built to up hey, this hey, year. They're, they're a nice club. I got to tell you. Now, normally at this time, we would welcome in Jonas, <laughs> Jonas Knox next, but I've got on good authority that Jonas is very busy tonight looking into that sporting goods, high-speed caper police chase pursuit last night in Los Angeles. I understand he's out kind of feverishly gathering tennis balls off the side of the road. First come, first serve, you know. Also, he's busy collecting golf balls and garden equipment off the 405 freeway, the 710 freeway, the 5 freeway, and the Garden Grove 22 freeway. I have that on very good authority. And, you know, I love Jonas. He's a busy guy. does a great job. He's pretty much on every day on this network, but he won't be on the night. He's getting some – well, you heard, what, you, you heard what he was doing. So don't go away because up next you get to hear a gentleman that's sitting in for Jonas Knox in his place, and his name is Jason Martin. Right out of Vegas! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.